0: Hi, this is Father Tom Burke of the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, and welcome to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. This show spotlights the important work of Catholic education in our Catholic schools and parish faith formation programs. Catholic Education Plus is brought to you by the generous supporters of Catholic education, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh in southwestern Pennsylvania. And this morning we traveled to Munhall to visit Saint Teresa Lesu School. The school was founded back in 1954 and led by the Sisters of Charity, who taught and served as principal of the school through 2015. The mission of Saint Teresa School community is to inspire students to be Christ-centered, lifelong learners. In the spirit of the Little Way of Saint Therese, the school integrates Catholic values into the curriculum. Students learn responsibility and accountability and help them understand service, leadership, and their calling in the world and in the church. And my guest this morning on this Groundhog Day is John Kuniak. He is the principal at St. Teresa of Louisville. John, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus.
1: Thank you, Father. Happy to be here.
0: And happy Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day. Now, John, you are a product of Catholic education, and you had attended uh, St. Elizabeth of Hungary Elementary School in Pleasant Hills and Seton LaSalle High School. Then you earned your undergraduate and master's degree at Duquesne University. What makes Catholic schools so special?
1: Well, I think there's many aspects that make our Catholic schools so special, obviously having our, our faith being at the front of everything that we do in school. So, you know, beginning every class period, every day with prayer, um, having Jesus Christ, the center of everything we do in our classrooms. But our schools are also a family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I think our small communities um, enable us to be able to to get to know each other well, to connect outside uh, the school day and to be part of something greater than just school.
0: And that's very important. You know, it's not just, oh, my kids are getting an education. It's I like that. You said the family. It's a family. Get the whole wholeness of the student and life, body, mind, and and soul. Now, St. Teresa Lezou, who died at the age of 24 in 1897, she's widely known as the little flower. Tell us about her little way and and that is so popular with the young people because she's such a popular saint. She
1: absolutely yeah. is. And she is a wonderful role model for our students. Mm. Um, you know, we, we say a prayer at the end of the school day every day, St. Therese, help us to believe as you did in God's great love for us so that we might imitate your little way each day. And our kids, you know, see the opportunities to be like St. Therese and uh, little things, you know, a little child, a preschooler, mm-hmm. a kindergartner, um, by by caring for one another, by showing love to one another, really shows God's one other person. Um, she's an awesome role model. You know, one of our former pastors, Father Terry O'Connor, used to mm, always comment at Masses. <laughs> okay. He <laughs> yep. um, you know, commented at our school Masses that, you know, not a lot of, of parishes and schools have saints where they have photographs of their saint. I mean, yeah. it's just, she's so real to them. And um, being her popularity, you know, we celebrate her feast day very, very largely every mm. October 1st. And uh, the kids get a really good opportunity to get to know her and, and, and be able to see that she's someone that they could follow.
0: Yeah, and uh I have a statue of her in one of my three churches. I'm at Saint Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End, Point Breeze in Wilkinsburg, and at the Saint Bede campus. Uh, there's a nice statue in the back and there's always uh, flowers there yes. and it's people really gravitate to she's like a modern day saint mm-hmm. and one of the most popular ones and that's nice how the kids can have that. They really can build that connection. Yeah, absolutely, yes. every October 1st. Now, you emphasize the social teachings of the Catholic Church and the sacredness of everyone. And, and social teaching is very near and dear to my heart, too. How do you live that in the classroom and also through service? Because that's, that's so important.
1: Well, one of the things that we've been striving to, to do more of at St. Teresa is service learning, where our kids learn who... Who and, and what they're benefiting by their acts of charity? You know, we can do a canned good drive and and you know stack the canned goods and come up with all types of educational ways to to track that. Um, but when they see the reality that those canned goods are going to feed people right within our own parish grouping, mm-hmm. right within our own food bank, or uh, the support that they're giving for um, some of the senior citizens and the shut-ins within our parish and within the uh, St. Therese Plaza high rise that's on our campus, um, it's putting a real connection with that. Um, it's helping our kids see um, that, that their service is not something that's just done in a bubble, but it's helping people that they may encounter every day, maybe uh, helping people that are within their, within their own parish, within their own lives that they see.
0: Now, your school has been growing over the recent years, and as you welcome families from neighboring Catholic schools that have closed, and we know that uh, there, there have been changes throughout uh, the entire diocese with uh, groupings of parishes and also schools because of the population uh, shifting. How is that transition going? Because um, you're in a beautiful location there right in the middle of the Mon Valley. You hit uh, West Mifflin, Duquesne, Munhall, homestead, even the city of Pittsburgh. So your school has actually been growing over the years with the the regionalization taking place across the diocese. We have
1: been. Mm -hmm. We've we've had um, uh, growth each of the last two years. Some of the neighboring Catholic schools in our area um, unfortunately closed due to their um, enrollment challenges. And, We've, I, I believe, we've we've done a great job welcoming in in the new families. We've tried to be as supportive and helpful. It, it's truly a mourning process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I've had parents in my office when they were touring the school, crying, um, grieving sure, sure. Um, that that their school that in some of these cases, parents themselves attended. Um, was no longer there. And so trying to be supportive and welcoming. We've had, over the last couple of years, a number of get-to-know-you events, shadow days for the students. Um, We've tried to partner um, with the the respective schools that have closed to help that transition um, academically. And and welcoming the students in, but also welcoming in the parents, because it's a transition for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Helping these families feel a part of things and trying to to build that bridge Um, each year was a learning experience there were things that we've identified um, through that process that we would have done a little differently Um, things that we've we've established uh, as part of the process of of welcoming in the new students that are now going to be a continuation Uh, you know some of our back to school events that we've done before school we're going to do every year now um, Mm -hmm. to just help You know, build community, welcome people back, and and start off a new school year. Whether we're welcoming 40 students as we did this past year um, from the former St. Agnes School in West Mifflin, or whether we're welcoming, you know, five students that that move into the Monhal area, Mm -hmm. Um, we want to make everyone feel welcome.
0: And, and obviously, uh, I've witnessed uh, with the school consolidations in my assignments over the years, too. And uh, obviously, it's it's never easy to close a school. But uh, with the small enrollment and struggling, the quality of the education, um, and then when you see uh, the kids transition to the new schools, which have been happening over the last several years, how the opportunities are there. And I think that's so important that you and your staff have been learning Uh, in tweaking they welcome mats and welcome Matt. And seeing how and you know how
1: the kids have been integrated. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. yesterday I was standing at the, uh, the stairs or that this past week at the top of mm-hmm. the stairs watching our middle school change classes. Mm-hmm. You would not know which kids were there that just they make came friends, from St. Agnes right. that came from you know St. It's like Resil- they've always, and, known, yeah, each yeah, like they've always mm-hmm. known each other. it's like they've always known each other. you know kids are resilient and, and so they're able to make that adjustment mm-hmm. um, sometimes easier than, than you know parents are because their their friendships are changing when sure, the school's close. Right. And, and as I said, you know, we're a family atmosphere and that's a big part of their family is the school. And so to have to transition is difficult. But, you know, we really tried to make it as easy as possible for families to help them seamlessly transition into school.
0: And just like uh, you might have a, a buddy program with the kids, uh, I'm sure there's some families that have, like, turned to uh, like, adopt a, a new family coming in. Take them under the wing and kind of get to know, you know social atmospheres even outside the the classroom, And I'm uh, sure you settings. know it's a small
1: world, and yeah. families know each other, yeah. and, and so that's helped too.
0: And with your location right there in Munhall, uh, and I'm familiar with that area because actually my, my cousins, Michael and Molly Dvorsky, uh, are graduates of, okay. of uh, St. Teresa's School. They lived in Lincoln Place. Yes. And um, and then when I worked for the Boy Scouts of America, West Mifflin, Duquesne, Munhall, Homestead was my territory that I ministered to okay. uh, when I served as uh, in public relations and marketing. So it's a beautiful location. It is. You're real close to the, the Homestead Grays Bridge, uh, 8th Avenue there in the main drag. So you can reach all points of uh, the Monongahela River, plus West Mifflin, Duquesne, Munhall, Whitaker, um, Hayes, Lincoln Place. You're right pretty it's much a nice right, right in the it center. Really yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, John, academics are obviously important at St. Teresa's School. Tell our listeners about your recent success in the reading, science, and math.
1: Well, we've been making great strides academically um, over the last couple of years. Um, We've always been a school that's known as a... I think we have a reputation for being a strong reading school. Um, We've been participating actively with the Diocesan Reading Initiative. Mm. Um, We... When we uh, created our middle states goals, our accreditation goals a few years ago, we discovered that we were actually already at the point that the diocese wanted us to be at in terms of of reading proficiency in the classroom. So we selected a goal area to advance that, um, to take our kids that we're seeing all of our students be at or or above benchmark at each grade level um, so that our, our emergent readers are ready to tackle upper grade activities and and to be able to to learn at a higher level. As far as math, uh, math has been an area that we've continued to look to improve upon in our school. It's such a necessary skill. And so we've increased the task on time in our math program. So our our kindergarten through fifth grade classes now have one hour of math instruction a day. Um, That's allowed teachers to truly differentiate their instruction, to uh, create more small groups, to utilize some of the data programs that we have that can really target specific needs so that if a student um, is, say, very strong in fractions, but when it comes time to transition to decimals, sees a weakness, um, the teacher is able to, to pinpoint that and work with those small groups. Um, and we're starting to really see the benefits of the, the, the fruits of our labor, so to speak, with that. Um, in the last couple of years, we updated our science facilities. So we've uh, put in a brand-new science lab about two two and a half years ago now um, our science curriculum now includes more integrated stream approaches mm-hmm. so uh, one of our our science teacher actually has designated stream periods um, for all of our students beginning in third grade um, with our younger grade teachers integrating that into their science curriculum as well so um, we've really made a, a a stride to move forward in the in the so, so to speak 21st century skills that are so important you know we're graduating students that we have no idea what jobs they'll be doing because mm-hmm. they don't exist yet mm-hmm. um, so we're really trying to equip them with all the skills necessary
0: so you have a whole good quality even uh perspective with the reading the science and the math and that's important and and your school is definitely well known with the academics it's always been high achievers and excellence so that's good how you blend that and it's important to keep a healthy balance we'll take a break we'll be back in a moment you're listening to catholic education plus on kdk radio And welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, the pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End, Point Breeze in Wilkinsburg. And this morning on this Groundhog uh, Sunday, we are featuring St. Therese School in Munhall. And with me this morning is John Kuniak, who is the principal. Now, uh, right before the break, John, we were focusing, the last question was about uh, the reading, science, and the math, the success. Uh, now, technology is also vital. How has it advanced over the years at St. Therese?
1: Well, technology is is something kids today are practically born with. Mm. It's it's so innate to them to use the technology. Um, We've made some great strides over the last couple of years. Uh, Specifically, we initiated a one-to-one Chromebook program. So each student in our sixth, seventh, and eighth grade classes are issued a Chromebook that they typically keep with them throughout their uh, remaining three years at St. Therese. Um, And our teachers have done a fantastic job diving into Google Classroom. Um, It's really been a great resource for teachers to be able to Work with their students to support um, learners in a variety of capacities. And it gives parents like, a good opportunity to check in and, and see some of the things that are happening in the classroom as well. Um, we have visions of extending that program. Um, we haven't quite been able to do that yet, in, in part because of our enrollment increases. Uh, have required some of the funds that we had allocated to to continue to extend the Chromebooks to the lower grades. We've had to to fill in with our increases in the middle school grades, um, but it's a hope that we can move that down to the intermediate grades as well. Um, you know, we ha- we are blessed with two uh, beautiful computer labs at St. Therese um, mm-hmm. that our students continually use. Our technology teachers work with students on skills from typing to coding um, to, again, kind of give them those 21st century skills that are so essential.
0: You need that, and technology is constantly changing. It and is. It's hard right. to keep up sometimes. Yeah. and the kids know more than the adults. Absolutely. And I look at my seven nephews and just how they zip around with their cell phones and computers. and But it's a necessity it now and totally different from when you and I, obviously, Absolutely. were growing up. Now, involved parents partnering with the experienced and dedicated faculty at your school. Tell us how they both work together, because that's so crucial to have parents and the faculty integrated and working together
1: well i've been at Saint Trees now for five years, and when I first came to the school, one of the things that struck me initially was was that family atmosphere mm-hmm. that we talked yeah, about we talked before about and just mm-hmm. how much the um, the parents are involved in the everyday aspects of the school, uh, whether it 's some of those necessities is is helping to raise the funds that help keep our school strong. Um, to volunteering in classrooms, supporting classroom initiatives that we have, um, helping with recess duty, those types of things. Um, we have a, a dedicated group of parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that operate our parent association. Um, we also have a very large athletic association that is solely uh, parent-driven. Um, it's a volunteer organization where we have a, a core group of parents that are in that gym, Seven nights a week. That's incredible. And you know, athletics is is an important part of school. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's where some of our children where where they're they're biggest God-given abilities are and talents are. And so we want to have those opportunities available for everyone. Um, we're blessed with a tremendous faculty um, who are truly dedicated to the mission of Catholic school education, um, who are um, you know, role models in faith um, as well as, as, as excellent teachers. Um, and so when we have that partnership between parents and teachers, it's, it's really fantastic to see how it comes together for the kids.
0: And that's so important, how the parents really take a vested interest, and it, you need that. And and like you said, with the Athletic Association, uh, working with the faculty, um, it's a community event. And, it is. And they, they help, the parents help the kids and the faculty, and it's one big nucleus that comes together. Now, you also have a strong support from your parishioners uh, in your grouping and your grouping is led by Father Dan Sweeney, and Father Sweeney, he's a great guy. He's yes. a funny guy, and I've known him <laughs> yes. a long time. Yes. How do the local parishioners support St. Teresa School?
1: Well, you know, again, as I said, you know, I was struck when I came to St. Teresa about mm-hmm. the parish involvement. Um, there's a legacy there of, of many uh, families who, um, you know, we now have their grandchildren. And, you know, the children went to the school, and some of them, they the grandparents, there. yeah. there's a lot of history there. And, and the parishioners at St. Teresa really... Um, see the value of Catholic schools and and, uh, keeping our parish school strong. Uh, Father Dan is an incredible supporter of Catholic education. Um, I'm we're blessed with three wonderful priests mm-hmm. in our, our parish grouping um, who are very visible to our students. They're in the school Great. constantly, um, whether it's walking through the cafeteria, visiting in classrooms, um, celebrating, of course, our weekly school masses. Um, Father Dan has really emphasized the importance to the larger grouping now um, mm-hmm. that, that um, our, our grouping, grouping 229, as we're known right now, um, has a parish school and the importance of that. And parishioners from um, West Mifflin and Duquesne and Homestead um, are seeing that value and supporting us, not just with um, some of the fundraisers that we do, um, but their presence in some of our events and and, and their prayers and, and um, kind wishes for the strength of the school.
0: Yeah, and that, that's so important for the pastors. And and I have a school with, with mm-hmm. St. B yes. plus Sister Theoboman Catholic Academy. In my and we just merged to become St. Mary Magdalene. And in our bulletin with our new parish, we support both schools. And it's so important that um, as these groupings are coming together, it's no longer just one little parish school anymore. It's the whole grouping coming together and the regionalization um, making a community effort. So when other people from the other communities have a vested interest say this is our school and you support their fundraisers go to the different activities and having the kids coming from all the different communities it becomes a a new family and that really helps the grouping. and that's exactly what father dan says all the time this is our school yeah it's no longer just we're we're really st teresa munho but it's the whole grouping we're really appreciative of all the support that we receive and that's important that the uh the parishioners get involved too. Now, St. Tree School is part of the new Pittsburgh East Regional Catholic Elementary Schools, and a board of clergy and lay leaders help to make the decisions. What are your hopes for the regionalization?
1: Oh, I, the regionalization is, is helping to make our school stronger, mm-hmm. and, and we already see that in the Pittsburgh East with how. Um, under the leadership of, of Joe, Rossi, Joe Rossi, our regional administrator, guy. he mm-hmm. is a great guy. He's, It's great to have a resource for people to, to go to him right away, to be able to get some support um, whenever there's a, a need. Um, he's always back to us with an answer real quick. And it's nice to just have the group of, of principals um, in the East to kind of share ideas, um, share concerns, um, bounce some things off each other. Um, I know there's a great vision for, for where we'll be going as a region. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we say in our mission statement in our school, that, that our goal is to help our students see their calling within the world and within the church. And I really believe that we have in our classrooms the future of the Catholic Church. Um, It's so necessary for regionalization to be successful to help build up our schools so that we can continue to grow the church into the 21st century and beyond.
0: Now you encourage your students to use their God-given gifts in the best of their abilities. How do you challenge those who need a push or to help others with the need, with a lending hand.
1: Yeah, we've made major strides in differentiation um, with small group instruction, both in our reading classes and our math classes, so that teachers have the opportunity to work individually with students. We've seen, we've seen growth over the last couple of years, but our class sizes are, are manageable to that level. The teachers get to know the individual needs of their students. Um, you know, you can't just challenge a student by giving them extra work. Um, Mm -hmm. it's helping them apply some of those higher-level skills. And we've really worked at that. Our Catholic schools, I think, across the board, but St. Teresa in particular, we do a a great job at meeting all of the needs of our learners, whether they be um, students at the high end, whether they be students in the middle, or whether they be students in the low end.
0: Bring them all in, yeah. Now, families who are tuning in this morning, learning uh, a little bit more about St. Teresa's school in Munhall, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Well, a great place to start is our website. Mm-hmm. We uh, just finished a complete uh, mm. update of our website, so it's a long one. It's Saint Therese School Munhall dot org. Um, Therese is T H E R E S E. Um, there's a great uh, wealth of information on there. Um, you know, we encourage families that are interested in learning more about the school and possibly enrolling in the school to come for a visit. Um, the school office can be reached at 412-462-8163, and we have you know, tours available. We always recommend those during the school day to see things in action, but uh, we can always make evening tours while available as well.
0: And I think that's good to come in, walk the halls, see the faculty, see, see the staff, move. students, and um, – shadow a day that kids can come in and uh, you know kind of get like a test drive as i say it's like shopping for a car you know uh learn and integrate with that john kuniak the principal of saint teresa in munhall thank you for being with us thank this you morning. father we'll be back in a moment on kdk radio this week in our plus segment we're featuring a discernment group for men ages 18 to 40 it will be held coming up on Sunday, March the first, out at St. Paul Seminary in Crafton. Starts at 9:30 a.m. There'll be mass, brunch, a discussion, and adoration. So, men ages 18 to 40, and maybe you've made some uh, New Year's resolutions. And this now we're in the middle of the winter season, trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life. Uh, Where is God calling me? Men ages 18 to 40. There's going to be a nice little discernment uh, retreat day, Sunday, March the first. So that's in a couple weeks. a.m. St. Paul Seminary, that's located on Noblestown Road in the Green Tree Crafton area of the city of Pittsburgh. Have Mass, brunch, discussion, and adoration. If you're interested, you can visit pghpriest.com. That's pghpriest.com, pittsburghpriest.com, to register. Sunday, March the 1st, 9.30 a.m., St. Paul Seminary, a discernment group for men ages 18 to 40, it's sponsored by the St. Joseph Guild. We'll see you there, St. Paul Seminary, Sunday, March the 1st at 9.30 at St. Paul Seminary. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus, and thanks again to our supporters, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. I'm Father Tom Burke. Join us again in two weeks at 6.30 right here on KDKA Radio.